0: Keith Holloway, Titan
1: Solutions. Excellent. Titan Solutions. Of course, we were talking a little bit before we started the interview. Greeley, Colorado. We both have some common grounds in Greeley, Colorado. Of course, that's where you're located. Talk to me about your company and uh, your office in Greeley, and are you in any other places?
0: Uh, we are in Gillette, Wyoming, so we're in the Powder and DJ Basin. Uh, our headquarters is Greeley, Colorado. Uh course, because I live here. Um, so we're a containment, a full containment, surface rental uh, and custom trailer company. Um, so we put containment on locations under frack pads, anything that needs to be contained. Um, surface rentals from forklifts, loaders, white plants, anything like that. Um, let's see. Custom trailers, we have cooling trailers, climate control trailers, shower trailers, uh, office trailers uh, for locations. Anything for surface rentals on the surface, on location, uh, we do.
1: So I'm looking at your slogan, protecting people and the environment. You capitalize people and environment. That's obviously something you want to make sure that people understand your your putting them as part of your mission my guess is, is is that so talk to me about why people and environment are important in your business
0: well the people are important because they're doing the work and uh you know uh, they're out there day in day out helping us succeed uh and we put a lot into them uh we coach mentor and train them uh any chance we get uh whether you've been in the wall field or you're an outsider coming in uh we take the time to to make sure our people are where they need to be at all times, uh, with training safety and knowing what we're supposed to be doing, uh, knowing the job, having the right tools, that type of thing. And then the, the environment's important, um, in all aspects. Uh, so we're trying to, you know, preserve the environment by protecting it with containment and, uh, you know, make sure things are protected, you know, with containment. And, and so, get away from leaks um you know a lot of producers are not wanting even fresh water on the ground so we, we do everything we can we we take pride in custom containment so uh, you know any shape any form you need we'll, we'll put it out there um uh, for the environment and you know just just preserve it for the future uh for our kids and everything uh, that's what we're trying to do
1: the Bakken is part of the Rocky Mountain region in terms of the shale play USA maps and according to many many companies and so a lot of companies are based out of Denver maybe Greeley uh depending on if they're specific to Weld County but Denver is kind of a hot spot for a lot of bigger companies you know Whiting and etc uh when I go to so I've been going down to Colorado for about ten years uh, for oil and gas specifically. Before then, it was publishing, but now it's specifically oil and gas. I stay in, in Fort Collins, which is not too far from Greeley, uh, you know, Hi. a stone's throw away. And the reason Hi. I stay in Fort Collins is, you know, I just I, I don't really care for Denver's traffic. I try to avoid traffic as much as I can. Um, about five years ago, I started noticing. When I'm talking to people in the breakfast bars in the morning that work in the oil and gas industry, they'd look over their shoulder before they'd say it. And then, of course, flash forward to today and, you know, you've got the governor saying a war on oil and gas. Talk to me a little bit about what your perception has been with the oil and gas industry. You work in it and you live in Greeley, um, yet you're a colorado Coloradoan, well, I don't know the correct word, but... Uh, Coloradoan. Coloradoan, thank you. Talk to me about that a little bit, because it would seem to me that um, you, you're kind of in the thick of it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting right now. Um, what's going on with Governor and oil and gas, um, and kind of the war on oil and gas. Um, you're, you're correct. A lot of people would be scared to say something uh, in the past, I think there's a lot more people willing to talk about oil and gas now. Um, It's a lot of uneducated people, per se, out there. Uh, A lot of people don't even know there's oil and gas here in Colorado uh, sometimes. You're like, yeah, it's all over the place. But, um, you know, it's about educating everybody right now, uh, your employees, their families, so we'll bring people in from oil and gas companies, um, and we'll talk about what's going on in the industry, so our people know what's going on, how it affects us, how it affects everybody, because at the end of the day, it affects everyone, um, and, and different industries as well, so it, it's, it's really big right now, uh, you know, I know there's a, a lot of meetings going on, there's a good group out there, Energy Strong. Uh, That's really working for all of us and and putting the time and effort in to to be at all these meetings when a lot of people can't be there to to share the information um, because in the past, nothing would get shared. Uh, So there's a lot of people out there sharing this stuff. And and as long as we get with our people and and tell them what's going on, they have a better idea and we can come together as a team and, and, and fight it.
1: What seems to be the biggest challenge that you're seeing from Colorado? Is it is it just the social engineering of the perception of it? Is there an actual, you know, legitimate, you know, thing, I guess? Um, I, I was really surprised by it, to be honest. I, I was very surprised by the just the whole, like I said, when people started looking over their shoulders and just that whole kind of Ashamedness of it. I, I'm not used to that because for me, the light switch was never political. Energy was never political. And that's what it really became. It became almost like if you support oil and gas, you supported the extremism of a political party. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, that's
0: true. Um, I, I think it just comes down to education and what oil and gas is. Um, You know, from plastics to uh, cars to everything. It's just coming down to understanding what this is. And if if we could all take the time and educate everyone on what's going on and what oil and gas means to other industries and and communities, you know, we'd have a better effect. Um, But no one's wanting to do that. If, If you get on these... Um, social media, neighborhood pages, and there's house, you know, the construction um, sector is is building houses, and they got a big crane in the air. They think it's a drilling rig, Um, and that becomes a war. And, oh, my God, they're drilling in my neighborhood. Well, they've been drilling in your neighborhood a long time because the construction industry has come into that oil and gas fields and, and started building and everything. So it's been here for a long time. It's the number one thing right now is just to educate everybody, uh, in my opinion, on and what oil and gas is, what it means, what is oil and gas. You know how many products are made from oil and gas. Um, so a lot of people out there say um, silly things, right? Uh, but at the same time, uh, they're causing more of an issue than we are uh, because they're driving their SUV. So that's gas guzzling. They're using oil and gas. You know, they're, they're using plastics. They're doing this. They got everything like that. And they're causing just as much, you know, controversy than we are. So, again, it's just education is the most important thing right now and understanding what it is.
1: One of the challenges that I'm putting out to the energy industry I guess I have been, I, I didn't even know this till somebody pointed it out to me, is the education por- portion of it is just to rethink how we're educated. I've got a 13-year-old son, and I, I listened to the energy industry talk about uh, television commercials, and then somebody asked me about it, and I said, honestly, my, uh, we got rid of our TV in 2007, and unless you're on Instagram or YouTube, you're not reaching my thirteen-year-old 13 son. Right. And right. now I brought my thirteen-year-old son to the Williston Basin Conference, and he's got a little podcast, "Kids and Capitalism," and he he interviewed Harold Hamm, and he interviewed Mike Henderson, the VP of Marathon Oil, Jack nice. Stark, the president of Continental. Oh yeah, he's he's scored better interviews than I've ever scored, and you know he's got he got <laughs> Linda McMahon, you know, from the WWE and former. Uh, small business secretary i didn't even get linda mcmahon you know wow. um oh yeah and Good for him. and when we ran across this this bike that was made without petroleum basically it's a frame you know that's what they do and and the guy that was there and this is not against him because he's trying to do his job and, and the way it is. But it was almost like, and I, I felt like this from the industry standpoint as I watched this guy do his job talking to my then 12 year old son. He was lecturing him. And like, why don't you know better? It reminded me of the farmers when they were trying to lecture us on the disconnect we had from the ag industry and this and that. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's I, I, I had to take a step back and say, you know, as an industry, we're missing that connection. We're missing that connection. And then I saw what happened in Colorado. And I said this three years ago on my program. I said, what happened in North Dakota with the smoking ban is going to happen in other states with other industries. And what I mean by that is it has nothing to do with cigarettes. It has to do with a product that has jobs in an industry that people don't like because it's easy to look at and it's easy to demonize. And, so, and I'm a non-smoker. And so what they right. do is, is they, they do a uh, public safety, emotion, and setback of feet. And that's how they did it in California. That's how they did it in, uh, with the smoking ban. And they did it in North Dakota. And these were out-of-state out people that did it. And again, I didn't have any dog in this hunt at all. I wasn't a bar owner. I wasn't a, I wasn't a restaurant or anything like that. And I was a non-smoker. But I saw what was happening. And that same template happened in Colorado. And I said, you watch. In another industry, they're going to put a mother and a baby up there and a duck covered in oil, and that's it. And what do they yep. do in Colorado? They put a mother with a baby with a smokestack in the background. I don't even yes. think they put any words on there. <laughs> but that, that, that's what the energy industry needs to understand is that we're such a technical, science-based industry It's really easiest for us to forget how how someone else can connect on emotion and just discount everything we've ever done because, hey, let's not let facts ruin this, right? Right. Yeah, and so do you know what I mean? I mean, I I don't know the answer to this, but um, it just seems like as an industry, we need to figure out new ways to try to connect with the audience. Does that make sense a little bit?
0: Oh, I totally agree. Uh, I was talking to somebody today about that. Uh, connecting to the people in the industry on a town hall meeting or, you know, certain companies um, have those town hall meetings and get with your um, local government um, and see where we can have those type of area, uh, you know, uh, town hall meetings and, and educate everybody. This is what's going on and this is why. Uh, This is what this does. And and the more you know, at least you know the information, uh, and then you can have your opinion. You can't have your opinion and then get the information. So, um, you know, we try to talk to our employees any chance we get uh, of what's going on. And and we have a lot of young people uh, on our staff, Um, anywhere from 18 to 26 for the majority of it and, and you know educating them uh is the biggest thing we do of what's going on what this is and training them on what this is you know because uh, some come in hesitant on oh gosh what, what's going to happen and uh as long as we get them the information i think that's the best thing to do but uh, i i agree town halls we need to have more town halls
1: yeah, and, 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 and what and what the town hall means is engagement with people outside the industry. And right. by using people in the industry, I couldn't agree more. In fact, um, I spoke at a panel with um, Dan Haley from, from Colorado and yep. uh, James Cook. I believe he's the Senate Minority Leader and your district uh, out of Greeley. He's your um, – yes, yes, Yeah, he's a former yep. sheriff. Yep. And we also had on um, the gentleman from Wyoming – and then, um, and I mispronounce his last name. I would say John um, Robitusson, but it's not that. And I, and people listening are probably going to chastise me. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I apologize because I kind of got thrown into it a little bit. And then um, there was a, a panelist as well, or a moderator as well. And that was one of the things that, that I took away from that during the Q&A portion afterwards was there was a person probably 28 years old, she mentioned how she had a certain perception of the oil and gas industry through high school and college, and then she worked for the oil and gas industry, and it completely changed her whole ideology, if you will, about the entire industry, and that's how I felt too. A lot of people don't know this, but when I started this content company that I have on 30 radio stations and over 300 social media, 350,000 social media, um, we were going to investigate against oil and gas. Actually, that was our predetermined business model. Was we were going to investigate against oil and gas because that was the low hanging fruit, that was the easy. Oh, we could probably sell it for you know a thousand bucks here, two thousand bucks here. And what I saw in my first week was the oil and gas industry was not the bad guy. They were not the dishonest people. They were the only ones creating opportunity. They were the only ones at, yeah, they were the only ones actually creating the, the opportunity and the, and and the elements of capitalism. And and it was the other people in between that were ruining it. And I saw that really quick. And so we shifted very quickly to say, you know what? Our core at our core, our employees and us, we like to um, enable capitalism rather than enhance entitlement. And so we, uh, that's kind of like our little joke around here, you know, type of a thing. Cause yeah. we're not, we're not big fans of entitlement, <laughs> um, but Hey, some people are, that's, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, talk to me a little bit about your, you know, y- your younger people shift. Did you see a shift like I did in, in, in mindset of people? Did they have that kind of anti fossil fuel climate change mentality? And then after working for you, they changed or was, is that the, not the case where you're at?
0: Uh, I would say a little bit, because we, uh, we have uh, University of Northern Colorado here, so we get a lot of college uh, kids here uh, for work, um, sure. you know, it, it, all types, right, um, and some doesn't don't believe in any of oil and gas, right, but then the thing of it is, they want the job, they know they can make good money, they know they can do this or that. So we educate them. Then you do get that kickback of, oh, I thought you guys just did this or did that. Or it was more like this or that. No, it's like this. (laughs) We take care of our people. This is a family. Oil-filled family. If we go to North Dakota, we go to Wyoming, Texas, anywhere, we're all family at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're trying to do better all the time. And we're trying to do good all the time. Um, so it it was kind of fun to to see some of them change. Um, now they still have their political view or they see, uh, you know, in a different way. Um, and that's okay. But now they're educated, you know, uh, and and trained on how this works and what this is. And, and, you know, we're only doing our aspect and, and a few other aspects of the oil field. And there's still a lot out there. You know, we're not going to coach mentor and train them on because we don't know it um, but it, it was cool to see some of the change and, and some people if they don't like it they just quit and they go on with their lives so that's kind of how it happened here
1: how did you get into this
0: uh, family family business Okay. Um, my grandfather owned a uh, company uh, way back in the day uh and trucks rigs roustabouts frack tanks all that type of thing and then my dad worked for them and uh my dad had a few businesses here and there and then i started working for my dad in uh 2000 doing trucking frack tanks winch trucks that's my kind of background and forte Um, and then i saw an opportunity in 2013 and i took advantage of it uh so this is, uh, you know, we've been going for five years. Uh, this has been a huge change and learning curve. Um, but we've been going strong. Right? We started in a downturn and, and we've made it in uh, five years strong. So, and we got, we're working in two states. So, you know, we, we're doing something right, I think.
1: Are you just in the two states? Or are you looking at um, other states, Texas, North Dakota? It's- So with the
0: political form right now, we are looking at other places. Um, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, We've done some jobs here and there. Uh, You know, we go in there, do them, come back out. Uh, We've done some stuff in North Dakota, Montana, and Utah. Um, But we're uh, evaluating everything um, and and seeing what works. Uh, We're only going to do it if it works. And so... Uh, but it, it's getting closer and uh, uh, it's not a huge rush. I think uh, we're gonna be okay uh, in, in Colorado with uh, with everything going on, uh, especially being in Weld County. But uh, you know we're we're just protecting ourselves and, and looking at other places to uh, keep growing.
1: Do you have an update from Weld County um, in terms of kind of some anecdotal? stuff that you're hearing, you're in the industry, you're one of the leaders down there. Um, are you are you hearing any companies that are leaving, any companies that are saying, nope, everything's going to be fine? I understand the county kind of came forward and said, here's what we want for uh, regulations. They're trying to be a leader in uh, this whole movement.
0: Yeah, so they created a whole team um, for the oil and gas uh, within the county and uh i haven't seen anybody leave um i think everybody's just getting tighter and they got their uh um you know they're not leaving they're not you know nothing's happening they're just getting uh you know a little bit more educated on what's going to happen here so they're looking at other plays looking at other things and then there's tightening up within their company you know um as far as producers now uh, as far as service companies um, I, I don't see anybody moving out um, or shut the doors or anything like that because they're scared or or anything like that. Uh, everybody's still going strong. It's a pretty close knit family here in the DJ uh, with all of us service companies. We all know each other, you know, some way, somehow we know each other or work together. Um, and, but they're doing kind of like what I'm doing. They're expanding. They're looking at other markets seeing what's out there, just to kind of protect themselves against the p- political form that's going on. But, uh, you know, they, they're, that group, uh, Energy Strong, they're really doing a great job for us. Uh, I, I give them so many kudos. Uh, being at the meetings, being there when other people can't be, um, getting the word out and, and help everybody understand what's going on and what the effects are. Because um, sometimes... You don't get to hear that stuff. So they've been a great outlet for everybody to understand what's going on. Uh, But as far as producers or anything, you know, it's just normal. Slow down and get ready to gear up for the winter, um, you know, and stick to their budgets type of thing. Uh, But other than that, everything seems to be going okay right now.
1: We had Jack Hamlin on Summit Engineering and um, one of the leaders of Energy Strong. Colorado talking about just some of the history and some of the other things going on. Uh, you, you thought they were doing some good work. Talk to me a little bit more about um, just your perception of, of how you think they're being received, uh, what type of uh, uh, message you think they're leaving with people. Jack seemed to be pretty positive about it, and you see him as well.
0: Oh, uh, Jack and, and the team are doing great. Uh, Like I said, getting everybody informed that doesn't get this day to day or they're not here or they're just family members of an oil and gas worker and getting that message to them, um, having, you know, some of the rallies we've had being a part. I think uh, they took the government, uh, you know, on pretty strong and and they kind of went, oh, who's this? What's going on? And wasn't really ready for something like interstate energy strong, but, uh, I think that's been a, a big influence in our stuff that's been going on with, uh, the SBA, uh, 181, um, you know, everything that's happening and just getting close with, uh, you know, every political person that's involved, uh, it's been huge. Um, you know, uh, their social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, I mean, They're putting stuff out there, educating um, from what oil and gas makes, uh, what we use uh, from oil and gas to, you know, here's what's going on with this regulation, here's what's going on with this. I mean, they're doing a hell of a job, and kudos to them.
1: Heath Holloway with us with Titan Solutions um, out of Greeley, Colorado, also an office in... Where did you say Gillette? Is that right? Gillette, yes. Wyoming. Gillette, yeah. G- sorry, Gillette, Wyoming. Gillette, Wyoming, and um, oh yeah, in the uh, latest issue of the Oilman Magazine as well. Your team is in there. I just went yes. on went online and looked at that today. Um, hey, by the way, frac wellhead stands. I'm not familiar with that. What is that?
0: Wellhead frac stands. So we put a stand around the wellhead. Okay. So wireline. Or the frac crews sure don't have to be in a man lift and reach over and turn on valves, put valves on. Uh, they have a platform to stand on and put things on easier.
1: Okay, safer. And some of the other things, you know, you mentioned the containment packages and some of these other things. Um, you, you you're like somebody that they would call on the on the preliminary part, not a reactive thing. You're you're more or less somebody on the front end would be using your yeah, services so we're, we're as opposed to a cleanup containment.
0: Yeah, right. We're getting everything set up for the frack or for the, the drilling sites or you know, a frack tank going out to the field on a production site.
1: We're, mm-hmm. we're getting
0: ahead of everything and before they get going on the job.
1: And one of the questions I like to ask people too, and sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's not because this industry is so, so specific, uh, who who is your customer who is it that you're trying to reach well
0: we're just trying to, to reach uh, the producers um you know we get into some uh outside some construction stuff um you know that type of thing with surface rentals like the the uh
1: man lifts the telehandlers skid steers that type of thing safety showers uh,
0: Safety showers can be uh, in all areas, yep, yep. Uh, in, in industry, different industries. Um, but you know, we're we're on the drilling side, the production side, and the completion sides. Uh, and then we tap into the construction side of the oil field. Do, you know, with security trailers, we did a job for a company where we were out there for 45 days and just watching location and, and what we do there is sign everybody in and out over what's going on uh show them a map and uh go over, overview on jsa and, and make sure everybody gets signed and signed out
1: mm-hmm. and you know one of the reasons i ask of course you're from greeley and um there are some companies that they do both the egg and the energy side of things um i and i didn't think that really applied with yours because that's more on the reclamation side it seems the egg and en- energy energy Uh, uh, coexistence and combination comes out of it but yours definitely I can see the construction crossover and um, just any sort of environmental type things that that come with it so okay Uh, outstanding so uh, talk to me about innovation talk to me about technology Uh, how much of what you guys have going on is is um, has to do with regulations and innovation and um, that sort of business
0: technology we we try to mix that in um uh, you know there's not much technology with uh containment right um the the technology is the heat gun uh but uh with our we have a a thing called titan command with our security trailers signing everybody in and out um through ipad and, and um also, with our safety showers, having a, a monitor in there and let you know what's going on with uh, the shower, how cool it is in there, hot it is. We have combo trailers, and uh, uh, meaning uh, you can stay warm in the winter, cool in the summer, and, and it's a shower trailer, eye wash station. So uh, we're we're in the beginning stages of that, putting that together. So if the company man wanted to check on things, he could go in there. And you know, touch the screen, see where everything's at, Um, because we have to stay ANSI standard on our shower trailers. Uh, The water has to be at a certain degree. Um, You know, has to be certain uh, uh, warmth. You know, things like that. So we try to integrate as much technology as we can in there. Uh, The other technology, you know, GPS on all our stuff, so we know and can build um, faster. We and build easier. Uh, with GPS and, and having the customer understand, and then just sending out reports to the customer real-time, uh, especially from the tank Command on security trailers. After any, every shift, we can send that out, and the customer's happy. Everything's totaled for them, everything's done, and, and it's less headache for them to do. Um, so we try to stay innovative as much as we can, looking at everything out there, but at the same time, creating our own. Um, I don't ever want to, uh, be known as copying somebody and and we don't. So we try to do everything we own, uh, and do it ourselves and plan it out how we want to do it. Um, so that's the biggest thing about us. We we try to do everything custom. We try to look at everything, go through everything and, and make sure it's our own. Um, and it's like nobody else's. So that's the big part of our business. Um, I'm kind of on the front side of that a lot uh, with my partners. Um, you know, just like the Wellhead stands I saw there was a need and it'd be easier to be out there and, and working on them uh, instead of being in a man basket, you know, and, and looking at different things, just going to the field, seeing what's out there. What else can we do? What other solutions can we provide for the customer? So that's kinda of how we take care of the innovations around here um, and some of the
1: technology we're doing. I can appreciate that. I know I, I actually wrote down and had on my bathroom mirror for a while. You were born an original. Stop trying to be a copycat of someone else. And oh, I can't stand that. Yeah. I can't stand that stuff. be uh, your own person and do your own. Totally. And and a lot of that's confidence based, you know. It's it seems like when you when when For me, I don't know if I get dumped or a girl does something to me. I get low self esteem, you know, like every other man and and like a lot of other guys in America, you know. And when you get a low self esteem, it seems like you just start trying to mimic someone else. You start trying to copy someone else. And I had to write that down. Hey, man, you were born original. Stop it. You know, be the original you were born to be. And 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 that's hard. That's hard at times for people, you know. Right, and and we've had a,
0: a few companies try to copy. And it sucks, you know, because you go out there and you're like, what is this? This is exactly what we do.
1: Tell me about it. And
0: it's it's pretty sad um, for companies to to do that. You know, uh, if I already have a square, then do a triangle. (laughs) Uh, And the next guy do a circle. Mm -hmm. You know, Let's be different here uh, because you're not getting anywhere. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to get that work back because I know what we're doing. And the service quality is there so um, because I designed it and made this thing. So um, that that really irks me anymore, but it is what it is, and they're out there. So
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I, I'm in the same boat as you were. I mean, I, I had to live through the blogging craze, and now I'm living through the podcast craze, which is like, okay, I know that you can print a checklist off the Internet and do it yourself. I get that. I just interviewed a drone guy, and that's his biggest challenge. He'll go into a meeting and a second meeting and a third meeting. And then what they'll do is they'll go buy their own drone and try and do it themselves. And, and people don't realize the, and he had a great quote, which was, you're not buying the drone, you're buying the service. And that's right. right. That is so right. right on so many different things. And for me, I was like, okay, I went through this with the blogs. Cause I actually, I'm a writer by trade. So I, you know, I've been publishing a lot of different things and, Sure, anybody can write, but can you actually write? And sure, anybody can do an interview, but can you actually do that? Because these things take work, and so like, and I'm not on my soapbox here, but I am. But usually, after twelve to ten of those blogs or podcasts, or they go away. It's it's the graveyard, it's the ghost yard of them, and it's because people realize, oh, this is a lot of work, and that's what the drone guy was talking about. Is once they get it up there, they realize, okay, now what do we do? <laughs> like, right, okay, right. we we, do, we have all the material, now what? And so I can see where that, that would be true in your industry, too. There's a little bit of expertise that people have to pay for as well.
0: Right, uh, and you do. you got to know what you're dealing with, and you got to know what you're doing. And uh, knowing and knowing your um, business is the biggest part of it, you know, and, and getting your people on the same uh, path is the other one.
1: Oh, I mean, totally. You know, Absolutely. And having the
0: good people on the bus um, and, and trying to get the bad people off the bus. So, um, <laughs> you know, that that's the biggest thing we try to do all the time. So, you know, and our, and our uh, employees have, uh, you know, uh, stop work authority. Uh, they can come to us and go, hey, this isn't working. Can we look at this? And we drop what we're doing and let's go look at it. Let's see what we can do. How can we make it better and easier? Because we don't need to... Uh, knock our head against the wall.
1: So what's next for you? i like to give people a kind of the last word a little bit. Uh, Heath Holloway with Titan Solutions. And uh, that way the question's not framed by me or anything like that. But if there's anything we didn't touch on, anything you want to reiterate or anything along those lines. So, I, I, you know, kind of the, the floor is yours, sir. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, well, just uh, for Titan Solutions, uh, myself and my partner's just looking at expanding and growing the business um and keeping that top tier customer service and and, um great plan we have with titan and and keep doing what we're doing uh we've come a long way um myself and my partners are um never been in this uh service uh business on on this side of stuff we've always been in trucking or wireline or our water transfer type of things but uh You know, we've done a great job, and and we just look forward to keep moving the needle upwards and, and expand.